The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience, talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. On W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Good morning. And good evening, people. We have had an interesting morning. Um, We have our radio guest waiting in the background. But uh, before we do that, just a reminder that you can find out about all things Radio Tony on RadioTony.com. And I would love to hear from you. And if you'd like to send me an email, it's info at RadioTony.com. Now, my wonderful listeners, how are you all doing? I'm going to do something unusual. Normally, I'm full of all positivity and wonderfulness, but I just have to tell you about my morning. So, last night, we rang our local internet provider to ask about a slight issue with our Wi-Fi dongle. That's the little Wi-Fi component that plugs into the side of the modem that makes sure that we have Wi-Fi across the household. Everything was working fine except that little component. And after an hour and a half of waiting, we finally spoke to someone and then he he broke our internet. I have been back on the phone this morning for two two hours and 40 minutes trying to fix it. Luckily for you guys... I have a secondary backup system which goes via satellite and uh, works reasonably well most of the time. I'm trying to explain to the um, technician this morning that I need to get off the phone now because I need to do a live show and as I'm running around the house closing all the doors and windows so that we have a lovely, quiet, peaceful show the local tree loppers arrive and start backing their truck into our driveway, looking like they're going to trim along the power lines. So, guys, if you hear beeping and noises, I apologise, but there's nothing much I can do. They arrive without notice and drive into the driveway and start lopping down cheese. And so I hope they're not causing damage out there because I'm here talking to you. (sighs) And I tell you, there was a moment there where I thought, oh, my God, I am not going to get on my radio show today. How remiss 
or is that of me? And I have to tell you, I'm normally so organized. I have my schedule printed out and in front of me. I have my talking points up on the secondary screen so that I can see and know and make particular note of all the important points that I want to talk about. But not today. Today has not gone well. And I've never complained about a day not going well live on radio before, but I'm going to do it today because I'm quite sure there's a lot of people out there that just have days that turn to rubbish. They do not go as planned. They put you out of kilter and you spend the rest of the day trying to get back in kilter. And I didn't want to start the show like that today. Today I wanted to talk about the good news. And some of that good news for most of you in America will involve the inauguration of your new president, President Joe Biden. So whatever you feel about the uh, presidency and whatever you feel about Joe Biden, I am hoping that for all Americans' sake, he will be a strong and divisive leader for you, that he will reunite your powerful nation. Because what we've seen in the last four years is not the America that the world looks up to. You are the leaders of the free world. We all look to you. We all look to your leadership. And it's been kind of a mess for the last four years. So from an Australian perspective, we're looking forward to a brand new era and a brand new relationship with America. And from our perspective, I really hope that President Joe Biden is able to reunite the country so that you're not at each other's necks so you're not storming the Capitol building because someone lied to you, and that would be the ex-president. And again, I want to challenge you this week to question everything you hear, to uh, live your life from a standpoint of, is that really true? Is what I'm hearing really true? Was the election stolen? No, the evidence the would say no the judicial system would say no and there are those of you out there that will disagree and say no no the election was stolen i'm going to challenge you to tap into what we know from reality all those judges cannot collude together to to throw out all of those challenges if they were wrong and conversely, if the election results were wrong, they were wrong for the elected Republicans as well. You cannot have it wrong for Biden and right for Trump. If there was fraud, it is across both sides. So please, my a challenge for you today before I introduce you to our amazing guest, I want you to think and look for signs of truth and reality. I want you to challenge the things that you're hearing on media and social media in particular. If there's a story out there that you think, oh my God, that can't be true, then maybe it's not true. And I want you to start searching for the truth in everything you do. Now today, we have with us an amazing friend of 
mine and a wonderful international bestseller. And her name is Kez Wickham St. George. She's a beautiful person. And before I introduce her to the show, I want to tell you a bit about Kez. We all are unique walking stories just waiting to be told. Kez Wickham St. George is the driver of her own creativity and her passion is to inspire and nurture others to tell their stories. She has travelled extensively, including the width and breadth of Australia, collecting stories and experiences. Kez can proudly claim that she has nine novels published under her name. The first three adventures in the Outback were published internationally. Three paranormal, three in the paranormal genre and two children's books, which now reside in many different countries and with two royal families in Great Britain and Sweden. And in 2018, her first book of poetry, Entwined, a collaboration between the city of Rockingham, which is in Western Australia, Australia, and Aiko, its sister city in Japan. Then an invitation to be a guest speaker resident at the Writers' Retreat in 2019 and Crom Castle in Ireland, UK. In 2020, she was invited to speak and travel in New Zealand, but was interrupted by a global pandemic. We've all been interrupted by the same global pandemic, which continues today. But 2021 is looking positive for the excursion to New Zealand. Kez is actually a native New Zealander. She is ever the storyteller and a popular speaker at many local events. Uh, however, mentoring others to tell their stories has become a large part of Kez's life, running creative writing workshops for those that have a story to tell. Encouraging and mentoring others to follow their passion of writing has resulted in four of her writing proteges becoming published authors. Kez also invites published authors in fiction to contact her and she enjoys introducing their work to Facebook and Instagram via video and she is a wonderful person. Good morning Kez. Good morning how are you? I am feeling a little less stressed now being live on radio and talking to you. I have to say that uh, live radio has become kind of my safe space where I connect with those listeners and go blah this is what's happening. <laughs> I hope you're all okay because sometimes I'm not and this morning I haven't been but I have been looking forward to talking to you, Kez. How's Western Australia this morning? It's early. So listeners in America, it's evening for you, it's morning for me and for Kez over in Western Australia on the far western side of Australia, it's earlier morning. Mm, it is. It's only about half past eight here. Yeah, so I'm very privileged to have Kez on the show and we tried to do this in December but a little bit of a flood cyclone situation developed for me and we couldn't go live to air and Kez was also travelling and having internet problems. So for those of you in America, Australia is kind of like a third world country in terms of internet and mobile service. I'm not sure why that is, but Kez will agree with me that sometimes it just doesn't work, does it? 
That's right. And and what we do then is we just go make a cup of tea and sit down and think. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, I grabbed um, a mouthful of tea before I jumped on the show. It's gone quite cold while I was waiting um, to talk to Telstra. <laughs> Can you believe that? I Two can. hours and 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, you've got to love uh, them. We do. They, they are consistent, Tony. Uh, consistently bad. So, <laughs> listeners... <laughs> In Australia, we have a number of uh, carriers of internet and mobile and landline services, of which Telstra is our national carrier, and they are not great with their service. Unfortunately for us where we live, we only have Telstra as an option. Uh, Many other people have lots of different options from Virgin to Optus to uh, a whole heap of other carriers. But for us here in this little spot of isolated black holeness, we have just Telstra. So we are kind of at an end when they don't work properly. Mm. So enough about technology and uh, national carriers. I want to talk about writing, Kez. Kez, you're passionate about writing. When did you start? Look, I started when I was very small um, and I... I was asked by my my teacher when I was in primary school to, I think it was about two lines, like a sentence, uh, to write about the Easter Bunny. Now, my parents (gasps) had just told me the news about the Easter Bunny and that he was a little bit fictional. So um, (laughs) I I was in absolute absolute shock. So I I actually (gasps) got the words that I wrote, but I won a gold star because Apparently, uh, the teacher recognised in me then that I have a, a clarity for the truth and I don't really put a stopper yes. on it. So, yes. yeah, I think she got a bit of a shock uh, to read how disappointed I was in my parents lying to me. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I actually agree with you, Kez. I remember discovering that the Easter Bunny wasn't true and I too remember that that oh, my God, I can't believe that he's not true as a little tiny person. Um, And I I wonder if it's that way for lots of children to discover that the fictional characters that we love and adore are not actually true. I think my thing was, Tony, um, my dad was in the war, and when he was in the States, he brought back with him to New Zealand. uh, It was about a five-foot stuffed bunny. And it was our Easter bunny that we kept oh. in the hallway ever Easter. And then oh. he had a basket. He had a basket full of eggs. Now, that was so important to me in my childhood. So when I was, I wrote, mum and dad told me the truth, and the bunny was delegated to some kindy way down the line. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what? What on earth's going on here? And I remember being very indignant as a child and thinking, how dare you? How rude! And so. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was a bit of a force to be dealt with, so they say, when I was a child. That's wonderful. And so that was like your first time you sat and wrote about um, your shock and horror that the Easter Bunny was not, in fact, real. So that I was your first story? I think the, yeah, I think the, if I remember rightly, the my teacher got back to my parents and said she's disgruntled. And I didn't know what that word meant. 
But I won a gold star, and ever since then, I've had that gold star. Oh, wow. So tell me, what is your muse when you write? Oh, look, my muse is really um, memories. And when people tell me their stories, um, you've got no idea, Tony, how everybody seems to go along. You know, we get to a certain age, we seem to walk the same footsteps. You know, we're, we're all on yes. a line of how yes. life, how we accept that what life does to us or treats us, where yeah. you want to put it. And I just find yeah. that um, the memories of, of what I've been through in my life and, and, and the memories of, just say, yourself, uh, it might be in a straight yes. line and, and our footsteps are all in line. And I, I try to interchange the two concepts. Like if you tell me a story and then I remember one of my stories and then I remember yeah. another, another person's story, I will entwine the three of them together. Ah, okay, and that gives a bit more depth to the storyline, do you think? Of course, because it's just not my yeah. story then, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you have written lots of books. Way, I've only, my, my poultry one book doesn't quite stand up to yours. How do you pick what sort of genre that you want to write? What's your writing process like, Kez? My writing process, well, when I first started writing, it was um, I wrote the three biggest novels I've ever written in my life, and that was my romance adventure ones. Uh, And then I had had two beautiful men in England, uh, they were my publishers, and they said to me, okay, you've done the three, uh, and it was a trilogy, so why not um, try something else? So I tried... Uh, paranormal and I thoroughly enjoyed it yes but again yeah uh, I kept I kept want, wanting to go back to the romance adventure and so yes. the paranormal still had that within it uh, when I did the the trilogy of those three um I they had they had closed doors uh sadly yes they had closed their doors through uh, family problems uh-huh. and given up the business so they sent me back my books and I found a publisher here in um in, in WA and in Perth and yes uh, she encouraged me she said I think you could do perfectly with a children's story I didn't realize <gasps> that I would end up in palaces in the world um, yes. with my children's stories but they're very very popular and of course the um, the illustrations were magnificent and they were done by a lady called Dawn Wood in New Zealand um, and we just we met at a party, and she she said to me, "I'll do yes. you write the story, and I'll do the drawings." And we just jowled. Uh, the books took off, but you know when it's an end into something. So I've I've done it. I've finished the children's series, yes. and then when I was in in Japan with with the committee over there, yes, it was just pure yes. coincidence that what happened. It was like I met this man, shook his hand, he said, "I'm a storyteller," and I went, "Well, what do you know?" Yay! <laughs> and we we just held hands and and yeah it was a beautiful experience i have a beautiful friend over there now and what we've decided yes. to do between arco and rockingham is once a year we reciprocate so this uh, 2020 was her turn to write yes. and, and gain the artists from there and their stories which she did beautifully oh wow mm. isn't that a lovely isn't that a lovely story in itself, the, the story about sister 
cities where you have an Australian um, city that has an alliance or a, a working relationship with another uh, city in another country across the world? Well, from my experience, most cities do have this. Um, yes. You know, it's, it's, a, it's just a simple mean of application. But um, yeah. what, from what I've found, that most cities do have this, but they don't, they don't have what Arco and Rockingham, well, myself and Rockingham created. Yes, yes. And that was something very, very special of gaining their knowledge, which is so different to ours in fables and fairy stories, uh, yes. and writing about them. We, we don't have a lot of um, storytelling available around our most ancient culture, and that's our um, Indigenous or Aboriginal people. There's not a lot of um, – there's some, but there's not a huge amount like there is for European fairy tale or uh, Eastern fairy tale, is there? Well, I find – there is, you know, there is for the Aboriginal, but it's in it's in it's in rock drawings and on yes. walls and on paintings and that's yes, their yes. storytelling and it's just it's stunning, it's beautiful. I mean, if you've ever been it to Uluru and seen the the rock drawings there, they're amazing and they all tell a yeah. story. So um, yes. yeah, yeah. When I was talking, I was at Uluru at you know, Ayers Rock and yes. I was listening to a storyteller tell the story of the snake. Uh, that they say yeah. the mother is the mother of all things, or winding around. The, and yes. you can, once you once you get into the flow of the story and really listen to the consonants and the vowels of what they're saying, I mean, they don't have yeah. consonants and vowels; they don't have them. So it's it's a a story that's told from the heart. There's no full stop yeah. commas. There's no punctuation. It's a picture on a rock, and you can actually see it evolving. That is their way. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Where, it is. where I come it from, is. the Maori, Stunning. Um, you know, from yeah. New Zealand and from the Maori point of view, uh, again, we have the tattoo, which tells a story. We have, the, ah. uh, we have the carvings. We have everything like that. It's not written. Nothing was written yes. until the English invaded, and then we found storytelling uh -huh. and, and writing. Uh-huh. Um, Kez, I want to go back to that um, your experience with finding a publisher. How was that for you? What was what was your um, process of finding a publisher for your original books? My first one was called my first very very first book was called White Wahini. That was a yes. um, a shocking experience for anyone. Uh, he mm. we got I got ripped off completely ripped off for four and a half thousand dollars. It's not a lot of money to some people, but to me it was it was my savings my savings for writing. Yes, and so yes. Um, he promised me the world. And I you know, yes. must admit, I was, I was 15 years younger, and I was my ego was stroked beautifully. Uh, my yes. ego was inflated, um, and he told me that I was one of the best writers he had ever ever come across. And I believed him, Tony. Uh -huh. How stupid is that? Because I hadn't ever been on a public no before. So nobody had ever read my I, writing before. So how did he know? Yeah. And I want you yeah. know you believe what you want to believe. Yes. Yes. And so yes. I went ahead, and I, I can still see my husband to this day with it, just shaking his head, looking at me, just glowing with praise. Yes. Um, and yeah. coming home in the Jeep 
and thinking, I'm going to be published. Well, this man did publish me, but he didn't edit yes. and he did not um, <gasps> proofread. And we didn't have what oh, my publisher God. now gives me. Uh, we had nothing. So what he did uh, after six months of me trying to find him uh, because oh, he walked away with God. my money and then we got him nothing oh. but excuses. Um, I'm now I'm now the uh, tax agent for the company. I'm no longer a publisher and, and all this rubbish. Me being so naive, I thought, oh, no, what's yes. happened? What's happened? I actually felt sorry yeah. for him. Oh, kids. And I still do, actually, because when a person has to lie yeah. that much to gain. To a 15-year-old. No, no, I was 15 years, I was 15 years younger than what I am now. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. I get you. And I'm not That's still to lie. Radio that no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But so, being lied to in that way, kids. Yeah, and of course, being being naive like I, I didn't know. I mean, I answered an advert yes. in a book in a magazine I yes. was reading, and I had mulled that one. That was the start of everything for me. I had all these yes. books and all these stories, all yes. these books. And, you know, and I'd asked advice and they said, go to this person. But they they all kept saying to me, you know, you need to have it edited. So when we met this man, yes. he said, I will edit your story and I will proofread and you. it will be the best story yes. online ever. I just about fell yes. on my knees and said, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and he so, made a mishmash of it. So from that horrible experience... Mm-hmm. Tell me about the things that you learnt in terms of finding a publisher so that our, just so that our ask, listeners understand the that there's a better way. Ask the questions. Yes. Don't be frightened to ask yeah. the questions. Let's see the proof of the pudding. Let's see what you've done. Uh, if uh-huh. I'm going to pay you money. And, you know, it's, a consider- it's not cheap to get published these days. So if I'm going to pay you some no. money, what are you, go- what are you going to do for me? Because what people get yeah. wrong is they look upon a publisher as a god. Yes. But you're a client. You're a paying client. It's like any yes. other business in the whole world. You are yes. paying them money to make you look good. Yes. And that's what you've got to keep in mind. Don't be frightened of the heading and the publisher and all the rest of it. That's just them making themselves look good. But let's yeah. see what you can produce. You know, Do some research. Ask the questions. Just don't walk in like I did and say, oh, there's four and a half grand, yes, sir, no, sir, and how much do you want me yes. to keep myself up for? Um, yeah. Ask the questions, do the research, and best of all, make sure you gel. Make sure you get on with it. Yes. Because they're going to suggest yes. something to you that you're not going to like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard, if you have a good editor, it's a hard process. So it's about someone else looking at your words and you are attached to those words. So once you write, then you need to kind of step back a bit and let someone else with experience and understanding read your words and make them better because they can always be better, can't they, kids? They can, but don't let them change the the tone. So when we, when yes. we write, we just don't write words. There's a tone to what we write. Yes. And so when yes. someone gets hold of that book and tries to change it, make sure that it's still your it's your baby. So make sure yeah. it's still your baby. Yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's just not done anymore. You know, make yeah. sure that you, if someone gets back to you, that's the editor to say, and they say, we think you should change it to this. If you don't approve, 
that's it. You don't approve. End of story. Yeah. Make yeah. sure that your voice is heard. I've just yes. had the experience of having um, being told about this wonderful editor from France, and she was now <laughs> living back in Australia. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I contacted her. She sounded perfect for me. She really did. When she's, yes. And I paid her, um, I think it was $1,600 to edit my book, which is fairly inexpensive, really. And I was an awe of this yes. person with all her, and everybody was praising her, Tony. But when uh-huh. I got my book back, it was rubbish. So I just spent the yes. last six weeks editing it myself, and I didn't realize I also had those skills. After this many years of writing, yes. I have many skills that of I've course. picked up and learned. And people don't give themselves yeah. enough, enough praise. You know, we don't look yes. upon ourselves. We just think, oh, I'm a writer. No, you're not. You're a storyteller. You're an editor and a storyteller. You can do all yeah. those things. Yeah. I have to tell the listeners that Kez and I are actually about to embark on a little um, project where we're going to um, have a look at um, one of my existing um, books and we're going to have a little bit of a play with it and see what we come up with, aren't we, Kez? We sure are. Um, and I'll tell the listeners a little bit more about that towards the end. But I wanted to um, – we get lots of questions often about – I get lots of questions, rather, about publishing versus self-publishing. So you've got lots of experience. Can you explain to the listeners the difference between a uh, traditional publisher and self-publishing and a bit about the pros and cons of each? Self-publishing, to me, I wouldn't go down that road. I don't enjoy, I've done it and yeah. I don't enjoy it. Uh, it is all really relies upon you sitting at your desk and producing the best you. work you can do. So it all yes. is all about you. Now, when you work with a publisher, and I do have a fabulous one, I can't certainly can't complain about um, who yes. I'm with now. So uh, when that happens, um, you'll get a contract. And with that contract, you get an editor, you get a proofer. Now, you, you'll pay for these things, yes. But you will get the best book once you've done your research, mind you, and you, you gel with the person. Um, you will you will find that your book sings, whereas when you self-publish, there's a lot of hard work. It really is a there lot is. of hard work. Lots there's, and lots. Yeah. There's writing your book and then finding an editor that will go with you for self-publishing and then finding a proofer and then finding a beta reader and then finding yes. uh, the platform that you and want to And then there's... And there's layout and um, illustrations and the way that you set up your book and what it looks like and the font that there's so much, whereas a publisher tends to help with all of that. Um, Because does your publisher still help you with marketing and promotion? I know some of them do and some of them don't. Does yours? Uh, She took me overseas. um, Oh, I, I, I do local, so I've just been... Uh, I approached a uh, bookshop here in yes. Rockingham where I live, and they said no. But then I oh. approached the tourism the tourism department because my book starts off in Rockingham, and they yes. said, please put your books in the tourism bureau of Rockingham. Oh. I mean, they have a huge footpath of people going past them every day. Yes. People going in there. Yes. When our borders um, are open, so we have people traveling yes. all the time. Now, you can imagine – the amount of traffic, people traffic that I get yes. going past my books every day. What a coup. So I was quite glad yes. that the local bookshop inside the mall said, no, thank you. Yes. And then the tourism bookshop, too, said, please said, come yes. to us. 
That's great. Yeah. And it's also choosing, it's being very wise. You know, don't just Mm -hmm. go somewhere that's going to stroke your ego. Go somewhere where people are going to recognise the good work you've done. Yes. 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 So, Kez, in talking about your writing process, what are some of the challenges you face when you want to write? I don't really face many challenges. I, I don't really get writer's block. Yes. When people talk about it, I don't understand it. I do try and help them through yes. it. Like we, we, we discuss different yes. scenarios of, of yes. what they're writing about. But um, personally, I... These are, as I'm writing, you know, I can hear people talking. Like It's like the memories keep yes. coming and, and, and other people's experience. Like, oh, that's really fun. I can do that. Or um, uh-huh. sometimes I would, I just like to sit. I have a beautiful garden swing and an arbor in my garden. Yes. And I just like yes. to sit there and outline. And that's, and that's another big thing that people don't do. They, they rush off towards yes. the computer and pound out a book. They don't take the time to take the pleasure. Of the outline, what it's about, who the characters yes. are, what they're going to do, what where they're going to fit what, in. Yeah, it's amazing mm-hmm. that the outline of a book. If I could advise anyone, keep those notes because they will help yes. with many books, many many books. Yes, yeah. I know that when I wrote, there were days when I was just in the flow of writing, and I wrote for twelve hours straight. Mm-hmm. Almost. Do, 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 does that happen to you too, Ken? Yeah, yeah. I will often yeah. uh, leave my writer's desk at, say, 8 o'clock, uh, yes. and then all of a sudden yes. at 3 o'clock in the morning, they call it the, the, the writer's hour or the witching hour. Yes, um, I get yes, up yes, yes. And I will start writing because my brain's had a chance to sleep and it's refreshed yes. and all these bright new ideas are coming through. And I'll, I'll go back I was to bed about ta- and sleep for about two hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have to agree with you too that I am often woken between two and three and have to write down the things that are going on in my mind. Um, it seems to get more, more, more intense as mm-hmm. I get older, intense visions and, and thoughts and words and, yes, yes. Which yes. is kind of magical, isn't it, Kez? Oh, I love it. I love it. Anyone yes. says, oh, no, I was woken up at three. You don't know what you're missing. Enjoy yeah. it. Yes. Yes. Uh, because it is quite, uh, again, I find it, I feel there's a feeling within my heart that is part gratitude, part love, part uh, bemusement with a little bit of, Oh my god! I can't believe my brain is so switched on at the moment, right. <laughs> and it always surprises me. And so it's good to hear that this happens to other people and other people um, who write. Um, I want to talk quickly and let the listeners know you are an avid traveller. I am. How has twenty twenty um, impacted on your travel? Uh, we were W well Perth I should say Perth was yes. in lockdown for between six and eight weeks, uh, and then we uh-huh. found that we had uh, sort of eliminated most of the COVID, yes. and so we were allowed to travel between different states. So if you can yes. imagine, as you know, uh, Tony in Australia, WA has many different states. So what we did is yes. we picked the caravan up and we went 
a little ways away from home, and that was to a place called Albany. And then we went to Margaret River, uh, and, mm-hmm. and these places are all in the south, and they're all big wineries and beautiful big homes over beautiful. there, right by the seashore. It's just gorgeous over that way. And um, yeah, I it's amazing what happens. Like I arrived in a camping ground when I made yes. the booking. When I made the booking for the caravan and the camping ground in Albany, um, they wanted to know who I was, and I said, my, "I'm an author." And they said, yes. uh, and we got talking. Oh, my mother, my mother-in-law's an author. La la la. When I got there, she went, "Oh, you're the author." I said, "I am." She said, "Can I buy your book?" I said, "You sure can," because I always take some spares with me. But yes. I, I was yes. there for a week. By the time I'd left, I had a summer writing school up and running. I had a radio interview. I was in the newspaper, and they come to you. Yes. But you don't go to them. They know. And so it's these small seaside villages that love to see yes. you here and do something new. And I love going there. I love t- showing people that it's so easy and it's very important to leave our signature behind for others to listen Leave a and legacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Kez, that's one of my um, dreams when we can travel freely again is to take the show on the road and wow. just do interviews with normal, everyday people, um, particularly rural women and our oh, um, Aboriginal yes. elders. Yes. Th- that is one of my dreams to do How with the show. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been hanging around in my dream space for a while, um, but it, of course, 2020 changed a lot a lot of things. And I know that we'll get back to being able to freely uh, travel. But I really like you, Kez, believe in the value of storytelling and that we don't do it nearly enough. Um, and we need to tell those stories so that the younger generation can learn and understand how life was, how life is, and it's such a benefit for everyone. Um, Kez, um, I talked a little bit earlier about the fact that you and I are going to be doing some work together, but I wanted to tell the listeners, you mentor authors or prospective authors quite a lot, don't you? I certainly do. Yes, I do. I, they ring me, we have a chat, or they email me, and I get back to them. And I find that most people do want to leave their story, but they don't know how to start. And that's the biggest thing, how to start. Yes. And so yes. we have a chat. And um, either uh, if I think we're going to gel as, as a mentor uh-huh. and a client, I will certainly yes. uh, take them on board. But, you know, sometimes I guide them to other people and say, perhaps you would be better off talking to this person. Because sometimes they I must admit, some of the stories I've heard are, very, are quite violent about domestic yes. abuse and alcohol. And that was yes. in my life as a very little girl. And so I, it tends to offend me. So yes. I have other yes. people that are willing to take them on board. And then I know they're looked after. Absolutely, absolutely. Because there's something special that develops between um, a a novice writer and their editor or mentor um, because it's like birthing uh, a creative 
it's birthing something in a creative space. Sure is. And so it needs to be a safe space, doesn't it, Kez? So you actually, it's incredibly important to uh, resonate with the person that you're allowing to hear your most intimate thoughts and ideas and to do that in a way that brings the best out of your writing. It's a very sacred space, isn't it, Kez? It is, but I, I mean, just recently I had a client that she said, I think I've done enough, and I said, I think so too, but her writing was yeah. um, her writing was amazing. I, I mean, what, what yes. a gift just to walk in my door and say, I've written a book, can you read it? And I was just truly amazed. But to meet her, to see her in person, the story yes. gel. And I said, is this who uh-huh. you used to be? And she said, yes. And look, we just sat and roared laughing because it was so yes. funny. She was such a naughty girl. Um, right until she got married and had children, she was a bit naughty. So yeah, we. I just yes. couldn't believe. I said you didn't. She went, I did, and I couldn't stop <laughs> reading the book. I thought it's amazing. I wish I was you. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful story. <laughs> so, Kez, in terms of what you are working on at the moment and what you're wanting to be working on in, in the future, what have you got lined up? Um, I have a new bestseller before it comes out, bestseller in brackets coming out, and that's called yes. The Proper Tree. Yes. Uh, and that's really exciting. Uh, that's more tour of um, completely around Australia. Uh, and yes. And greeting so many people. And what people, you know, when, when you meet, um, on, on, when you're on the road and you join the campfire, yes. it's amazing yes. what people, because the, I don't know what it is, Tony, it's whether they feel the darkness, the nighttime cloaks them as people, and they tell me their stories. I can't. You know, I get in the van, and I'm up to two in the morning scribbling down words. That scribbling down me. notes. Yeah, so. I don't know. Maybe there's something about the atmosphere of nighttime yes. and campfire that might be uh, that might be. A- actually like deeply generationally genetic as well um because it it does take you right back to almost cave times when they sat around the fire for warmth and told stories so i uh, i have dear friends who are caravanning lifestylers and they often talk about what happens in the different caravan parks that they visit at night when they get round a campfire for drinks yes. and the stories that are told. There's something quite magical that happens. People seem a little freer. Um, there's a little exactly. bit of, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they, they feel they tell things that they wouldn't normally talk about or tell in those quiet times around those campfires so it sounds like an amazing book Kez well that's coming out and then um I I do book reviews of different authors that are yes say will you do a review on my book and I quite happily do so uh and then I'm looking at a um, getting my own um, tv channel with instagram like IGTV, so I can do it live yes yes um yeah, just, yes. just uh, experimenting a bit with where Fun I want thing. to go and what I want to do. Yeah. Do you think that you'll do any more kids' books? Because your kids' books are wonderful. Um, perhaps. I, I yes. Really, I, I had this drive to get the three books that were sent back to me from um, the UK. Um, yes. The first one's been done. That's Metal Mermaid. 
Um, yes. And that's a, it's quite a big book. That's about 400 pages. And then uh, – Oh, that is a big book. It is a big book, yeah. But it's full, yeah. Of, it's full of travel and adventure. It really is. It um, is. And then there's this one coming out in uh, – we're looking at 27th of March to be launched and, pu- and published by then. And then, yes, there, yes. Uh, and then there will be a – I have many, many, many short stories, poetry, and, and little bits and pieces yes. I've written over the years. I'm going to collate them and see if my publishers – And put them in an be. anthology. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so lots I'm, more writing. Oh, yeah, and, and artwork. See, 2020 brought yes. out writers and artists that really did. So yes. for, for anyone that was creative, it was a boom year for anyone that was creative. Yes. Because we got the yes. chance to sit back. Not a lot was going on in the world. So That's right. Sit, sit back and, and enjoy your creativity. Even if it was just drawing stick figures, sit back and enjoy yeah. it because this will be, might be the only chance you'll ever get. It was quite a year for resetting and uh, stopping the fast pace that we all seem to be living in. That that whole lockdown and staying at home, I loved it. I know different friends of mine hated it because they hated not being able to go out and catch up with people people I'm very introverted and I still have I still got to speak to people all over the world the whole year through uh, just very much from home but I love that quiet safe space of Mm -hmm. being home where I can sit yes that there's something very special about that and it was almost like 2020 gave us permission to re-be in that and not be so busy and that's a good thing isn't it Kez? I thought so you know I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed experimenting with my art so I can take yes. art classes again I thoroughly enjoyed experimenting uh, with different writing genres and I had the time yes no one was ringing and saying do this do that come here go there yes uh, and I was yes. really glad because there's there when you're a writer you need that personal time to sit back and think okay it's my yes. time you know, my office yes. is sacred. No one, no one comes in my office um, unless it's my husband with a cup of tea. Uh, no, <laughs> one comes in my, no one comes in my office. Oh, your darling husband. That's lovely. <laughs> yes, he's a darling. <laughs> um, just for our listeners, in the chat box, I have put up all the details of Kez's website and her um, where you can get her books. They're all on Amazon so you can buy them from anywhere across the world. I've put both of those links up in the chat box for listeners today um, and Rebel will make them available for you. Um, Kez, I am really blessed to have met you. I'm not, I can't even remember how we did that, but we've had such amazing conversations in the time that we've met. We've bonded over our individual stories. So both Kez <laughs> and I have written about dysfunctional family life. Oh, yes. And Kez and I have I've found in Kez a soulmate who understands what family 
backlash is like when you dare to write about Mm -hmm. family dysfunction and we both passionately believe that the way that you heal is to write Mm -hmm. and in by writing about difficult subjects you shine the light on them and they cease to have power over you and your life and so Kez and I have bonded very deeply on that level and I know that she's helped me through an, a number of times where life was really difficult um, and I was really struggling due to that uh, family backlash um, and it was like finding a kindred spirit who really understood what the pain of those moments were like mm-hmm. and so guys I encourage you those of you you who are listening and who have may may have ever thought about writing a book to get in touch with Kez on her website you can contact her directly through her website um, and the other thing is her books are amazing and there's lots of them and they're all available on Amazon for anyone to read anywhere across the planet and I encourage you to jump on and have a look her um books about um paranormal paranormal romance are fantastic as are her children's books and uh, i know that i love to buy books for my grandchildren grandson because he loves to read and i think it's very important that even though in this age of technology we have access to so many other things kids still need to read good books don't they kez definitely they need to read informative books uh when they you do. write a, a children's book that is a bit blah they'll just put it down and walk away yes they need to be interesting and inspiring for their imagination because as we age we tend to forget about our imagination it's most rich when we are children we need to encourage that imagination to keep going through and into adulthood so wonderful listeners we are actually at the end of the program already once more kez's details are up in the chat box is kez k-e-z wickham st george w-i-c-k-h-a-m-s-t-g-e-o-r-g-e.com kez wickham st george um, my amazing friend uh, mentor and a brilliant author willing to help any of you with any questions you have about writing um, or wanting to write a book or editing. Um, Kez, thank you so much for being on Radio Tony today. It's been just a divine pleasure to have you live on the show. Pleasure's all mine, Tony. I look forward to talking to you again soon. And listeners, if you have any questions, don't forget to send me a message and I will get back to you as soon as I can. And don't forget, Kez's contact details in the chat box. And that's it for me this week. I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much, Kez Wickham St. George. And over to you now. Bye-bye. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. 
back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom!